Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Houston North. The Kadesh Family Church, Houston North, is part of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Let's all sing it together. God is going to make a way for you today. Say, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Sing, way maker, miracle worker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. For the last time, waymaker, miracle worker, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is In the name of your son Jesus Christ we thank you for the blessedness of your presence we thank you father for gathering us all here we gather together in your name and we thank you that father you are here present with us Holy Spirit we need you we invite you we ask you to dwell with us and we pray that you touch our lives touch our hearts and make everything brand new open the doors that have been shut in the name of Jesus and lead us on Take us on and take us forward in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you, Father, for the offering. We pray that you bless it. Bless everyone who gave and those who couldn't. Bless everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. You are all welcome to church this morning. This is a good place to be on a Sunday morning. Amen. Nana? It's a good place to be on a Sunday morning. <laughs> the psalmist said, better is one day, Psalm 84 and verse 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Amen. Amen. Better is one hour in church than two hours watching a movie. Amen. Amen. This is an hour well spent. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a morning well spent. A morning well spent. Don't for one moment think that you could be doing something else. That something else cannot in any way compare to the time you are spending in church. He said, better is one day in your courts than a thousand. A thousand, not just another, um, you're not even trading a day in church for a day where? At the football field, all right? But... A thousand, you cannot compare to a thousand days spent somewhere else. He said, I would rather be a doorkeeper. It's like, give me anything to do. Anything. Just being in church is enough. He said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. I'd rather be an usher. I'd rather be a pew warmer. 
even if your job is to keep the seats warm, we like it. <laughs> I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Amen. So God has something very special for you today. Just make sure you're not distracted. Amen. You know, the devil has many distractions for Christians. Mark chapter 4, verse 15, Jesus was saying that the devil comes right away. You see, when you come to church and the word of God is spoken to you, the word of God is a seed, isn't it? And the seed has to land on the soil of your heart and it needs to germinate, it needs to flourish, and it needs to bear fruit. But Jesus says some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as, everybody say, as soon as. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes it away. <laughs> some of you, while you're in church, the devil's already taking the word of God away. How is he doing that? He's doing it through your phone. While you're at church, you're checking messages. You're reading your email. You are sending messages. You are posting to Instagram. While you're in church, as soon as you're taking selfies in church, as soon as some verses of the Bible say immediately, so as soon as the word of God lands, then the devil comes and takes it away. But the word of God is intended to serve you much longer than just a few seconds. Amen. So don't be distracted. Give the word of God and appreciate the word of God your full attention. Amen. Last week, we began to look at many are called, isn't it? Number one, we saw that, we saw some facts about the call of God. The first fact was that many are called, amen. That means large numbers of people have been called. God has a lot to do, and God wants a lot of people to, to be involved, all right? Not just a few people. God wants to involve a lot of people, all right? Number two, we saw that there is a call to fruitfulness, all right? A call to fruitfulness. Jesus said that you have not called me, but I have called you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I've chosen you that you might go and bear fruit, amen, and that your fruit might remain. So what have we been called to? We have been called to bear fruit, amen. When you come to church, do you want to hear the truth? I'm, I'm preaching to you the truth of the word of God, amen. This is the truth. Jesus said, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen. So when you come, I can tell you nothing other than the truth of the word of God. The truth of the word of God is that many are called, not just a few. You see a few people doing things for God, but the Bible says many, not a few, have been called. And then we have been called to fruitfulness. Amen. Number three, we saw that some people are called in a spectacular way. All right. A lot of people say, what does the call of God mean? Does it mean I'm going to hear a voice from heaven? It could mean that, like Paul formerly saw he was going to Damascus, and he saw a bright light, isn't it? He heard a voice from heaven, he fell down, and then he was blind for a couple of days. But that doesn't happen to a lot of us. For a lot of people, we are called in an ordinary way, isn't it? It's in an ordinary way, in a still small voice. And then number five, we saw that many of us are called through our desires, all right? Your desire is something that God puts in your heart, all right? Even your desire for God. Even your desire to come to church. Do you know some friends of yours who do not have a desire to go to church? A lot of people do not have a desire even to come to church. They have a desire. For, what, what do they desire to do on a Sunday morning? To sleep in, isn't it? To go and play soccer. And when I was coming to church this morning, I saw some people playing tennis. And I said, wow, what a Sunday. I said, I would probably like, because I play tennis. All right? Not at a certain level, but at a certain level. <laughs> 
I play tennis, all right? Yeah. I would also like to be playing tennis on a Sunday morning. But better is one day in your courts than a thousand hours on the tennis court. Amen. It is better. Hallelujah. Amen. So today we're going to look at, very quickly, we have quite a bit to get through today. We're going to look at what it means to be called. Amen. What it means to be called. You know, a lot of times when Jesus was teaching, to make it easy for people to understand what he was saying, he would say, the kingdom of God can be likened to, isn't it? Like, it can be likened to what? A man who did this, or it can be likened to a seed, like a master seed, or it can be like, so, because heaven can, spiritual things are not very easily understood. That's why Jesus would try and break it down so that we could understand. How many of you understand what Jesus taught us? Many of the things he taught us we can understand because he would speak in, well, he would tell stories, you know, that would describe what the kingdom of God is like. You know, so I was asking myself, what the calling of God, what can we liken it to? And I think that the calling of God can be likened to receiving a very special appointment, all right? It's like when you get a job, a job, uh, the call of God is being called to do a special work, all right? That's what the call of God is like. So I'm going to give you a couple of things. And for each of the things, I'm going to give you the Hebrew and the Greek words so that we will go a little deeper and understand what it means. Amen. So to be called by God, number one, means to be summoned distinctly. To be summoned distinctly. Or it means to be called by name. When I say distinctly, that means I'm calling you Emmanuel and not you Vera. It's distinct, all right? So God is not vague about who he is calling. He's very specific that you are the one that I am calling. You get it? In Luke chapter 19, um, verse 5, it says, Jesus came to the place, and he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. So when God calls people, he calls them by name. So God knows your name. And when he calls you out by name, he is not mistaking you for anybody. He's saying, you are the one that I want. You and not you. You get it? God knows exactly who he's calling. and He's calling you. All right? He's summoned you distinctly. So in Hebrew, the word for the call is kara. Q-U-A-R-A. It means to call out. To call out. So just picture a large crowd of people. All right? Just... Um, picture a large crowd of people, and then you call somebody else. You see, you call somebody out from that very large crowd of people. That's what it means to be called by God. Amen. There are lots and lots and lots of people, and yet God has a need specifically for you. Mavis, God has a need specifically for you. Distinct call. Amen. All right. My tribe, where we come from, a lot of names begin with the letters B-O-R. Like my last name is Boteidoku, but we have a lot of things like Botioko and Botelli and Bote. So someone said, when you come to my hometown, you're looking for somebody, you just stand up and say, Bo. <laughs> everybody start running <laughs> to, the, to the town center, you get it? And once everybody has a ride, then you can pick out who you want. Everybody else can go home. <laughs> it's just a joke, you get it? But there are a large group of people, who do you want? <laughs> you just... <laughs> You say, bother, I'll come running, my, all my siblings, my cousins, my, everyone will all come running 
He said, oh, no, you are the one. Everybody else, you can go back, all right? So you summon distinctly, amen, to call someone out, to properly address by name those who are hidden and called for. To be called also means to cry unto someone or to make that person famous. Think about it. God wants to make you a famous person, amen. God wants to make you well-known. In Greek, the word is kletos, and it means to be invited or to be appointed. Hallelujah. Many are called means you have been invited. Do you know it's not everybody who gets to be invited? When I was in elementary school, class four, I always remember that there was a girl in my class who had a birthday party, and she did not invite me. <laughs> Up to today, I take her up on it. Because everybody else in the class, I said, what did you have against me? Because everybody was holding the invitation in class that day. I understand that maybe I was a new student in the school that year, so, but still, I always ask her. I said, why didn't you invite me for that birthday party? She said, oh, you remember this thing? I said, yes, I remember. <laughs> because it's a special thing to be invited. All right? Exodus 3, verse 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. God will call you not once. God will call you as many times as he needs to to get your attention. Amen. God was calling Moses. He didn't say Moses just once. He said Moses. Moses. Benedicta. 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 You like to hear your name? <laughs> so God will call you. God is calling you. God didn't say, I want a random person. He said, I want you specifically. You are called Moses. He said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Amen. When God calls you, respond and say, here I am, because God is going to call you by name, because God knows your name. Amen. Bezalel, Exodus 31, verse 2. See, I have called by name Bezalel. I have called by name Bezalel. Amen. I have chosen. I have called by name. I called him by name. God knows your name. Amen. And other verses, um, the Lord calls Samuel, Paul. A lot of times we say, I have been called, amen, to be an apostle. And then when God was calling Saul in Acts chapter 9, verse 4, 4, it says, And he fell to the earth, and he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul. God oftentimes calls more than once because of our hard and our stubborn hearts, amen. It takes some time. It takes some time. Saul, Saul. Why persecutest thou me? He wanted, because he was not the only one on that journey to Damascus. He, do you think he was the only one? The Bible says that there were other people with him. But for some reason, at that moment in time, God was targeting Saul, and he called him and said, Saul, Saul, amen. All right. So number one is to be summoned distinctly or to be called by name. Number two is to receive special mercy. Amen. When God calls you, God is showing you special mercy. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we have received mercy. Amen. We have received mercy. God has been merciful to us. What does that mean? All right. In Hebrew, the word for mercy is chesed, which refers to God showing you kindness. So God is being kind to you. So what I said is, when you think about the call of God, think about being called to work somewhere 
in particular, somewhere specifically. I used to live in Colorado, you get it? And I was thinking of moving to Houston. So what do I do? I start applying for work in Houston. All right, just put it out there, here I am. <laughs> Will anybody choose me? All right, and then one day I got a call and this person said, I'm interested in you. I'm interested in hiring you. So I was wondering, Texas is such a big state with so many qualified professionals. Why do they pick me out or identify me in Colorado? I've been shown mercy. I think it's a special thing, isn't it? Because all of you were bypassed for some reason. <laughs> They bypassed all of you in the state of Texas, and they saw me in Colorado, and they said, we want you. And I said, are you sure? Yes, we want you. Isn't your name so-so-and-so? Yeah, my name is so-so-and-so. Okay, then you're the one, isn't it? They said, we, we, we looked at your resume. You're a perfect match for the kind of person we are looking for. They said, can you start right away? I said, I need some time. Can you give me some time? Yes, we'll give you as much time as you need, just as long as you show up. <laughs> So it's, you've been shown mercy, isn't it? When God calls you, and it's a special thing. Because a lot of times people want to be able to say, I work with who? Google. Or I work with Amazon. I work with Microsoft. Or I work with Goldman Sachs. Or I work with J.P. Morgan Chase, isn't it? You, you want to say who you work with. It's, 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 it's a great thing to be able to say you work some. And some people, when they ask you who you are, you say what? I'm a... I'm a consultant. You're a consultant with who? You can't tell us who you're a consultant with, isn't it? You say, I'm, an, I'm a, a professional. I'm a what? You use all the big words. I'm a specialist. You're a specialist what? <laughs> and where? You cannot say. But God is calling you, and God is showing you mercy. Amen. So the Greek word for mercy is elio, which also means to be compassionate. By word or deed, this kind of mercy is something that is received by special divine grace. Amen. Amen. Number three, you are appointed for a special purpose. Amen. Amen. When I was called and recruited to come and work here, it was for a specific role. It was to fill a specific job description. It wasn't just come and be part of our workforce. Now, does anybody hire someone before deciding what they want the person to do? No, there, there, there's a position to be filled, isn't it? There's a vacancy, all right? It's interesting. So uh, since I came to, in the last, I don't know, decade or so, I've worked maybe in mainly two places, and every place I've worked is because someone left, and they needed someone to fill that spot. And every time, I was like the odd one out. Because the first time I got my job, I, I did not live in this country, you get it? I had come from another country. And there's an A in that name, or the country. <laughs> but there are two A's, all right? <laughs> and I also, I was brand new in this new country, and I also was looking for work at the time, and I just put out my application. And then again, I got a call. Say, I got a call. Say, the call. <laughs> I got a call, and they said, we want you. I said, me? Because I, I even thought that because in my resume, I could not even say I had worked anywhere in the United States. I thought that would even just disqualify me right away. You get me? Because how, how familiar am I with this work environment? But they said, we want you. Again, they said, your qualifications match almost exactly what we're looking for. They said, we can't find anybody. And I said, me? They said, yes, you. God is saying, yes, you. 
You say, me, God, are you sure I'm the one you're calling? God is saying, yes, you are the one. So they said, can you come? I said, yes, I can come. <laughs> wow, yeah. God, if, if it means someone leaving somewhere for you to fill in that spot, God will do that for you. Amen. I see positions being vacated for you. So that you can quickly run in and fill it. Amen. At just the right time. Because this person had been there working for many years. It's just when she decided she wanted to move on that I also needed a new job. So I was putting like a, like the, like a, um, like a jigsaw puzzle. You get it? How do you like doing jigsaw puzzles? Only two people. <laughs> the thing about jigsaw puzzle is it's very difficult to fit a piece where it does not belong. It has to fit someone almost exactly. All right? So that's why a lot of times we start with the edges. Eh? <laughs> because, you know, a straight edge it can only be at the edge. And then we work our way inside, all right? Yeah. So God shows, so appointed for a special purpose. Amen. So in Hebrew, to be appointed means to give a charge to someone to set him over something. It also means to commit something to someone and to give him the oversight of it. So God wants to commit something to you to do. The Bible says it is required in stewards. A steward is someone who has been given a charge. God wants to give you something to do. God wants you to have your own special portfolio. You get it? Yeah, God wants, we're going to get to that. God wants to give you your special place that no one else could occupy. This is you. This is what you're doing. Which means it's so important. There are some um, positions that we cannot leave vacant for a long time. You get it? Can you imagine a hospital that doesn't have a doctor's position filled? Would the nurses be able to do the job of the doctor? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> All right? But appointed for a special purpose. The Greek word for appoint means to give someone an assignment. All right? Numbers chapter 1 verse 50 says, But thou shalt appoint the Levites. And then Numbers 3.10 says, And thou shalt appoint Aaron and his sons. God was very specific about the person and the people who are coming along with him to work. He says, to appoint me ruler over the people. David, all right, said unto Michal, it was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people. Amen. All right. To appoint it for a special purpose. God wants to appoint you for something special. Amen. Number four, separated for God's purposes. To be called means God will separate you. Separate. Say separate. Set apart. Set apart for you, Lord. So God wants to set you apart, all right? To be called by God means to be separated by, for his purposes. Perhaps is the most important definition, all right, of what it means to be called. That God is separating you. God is isolating you. God is calling you out of a larger group of people. You might already see that in your life. God has had to separate you, isn't it? To pull you from a larger group that you used to belong to because he's calling you to something very special because you are important to him. Amen. In becoming a Christian is the first time God had to separate you, isn't it? God had to pull you out of the world. All right. The Bible says, come out, come out from amongst them and be ye separate. You have to be separated. All right. You have to be separated. All right. 
So the Hebrew for separate is bada, which means to distinguish and make a difference between you and the others. That's what God wants to do. He wants to make a difference. God wants to distinguish you, all right? Isn't it a blessing that God has decided he's going to distinguish between you and other people, all right? And God is going to make a difference between you and other people. And the Greek word, aphorizo, means to keep apart two or more people or things by a boundary. Amen. Let's look at a few verses, all right? The Lord separated the tribe of Levi. There were 12 tribes, and God said, this would be a special tribe unto me. I'm calling them unto a special purpose. They're going to do special things for me, all right? You say, well, but why should God do that? <laughs> why should these people be separate? Everyone is separate for something special, amen. God is going to separate you out for something special, all right? The Bible says Aaron was separated, all right? Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 1, a servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle separated unto the gospel of God. Amen. Amen. Number five means to be sent out, to be sent, to be sent, to be sent out properly, all right? God wants to give you something to do by sending you. Hallelujah. God wants to send you, all right? He's giving you a commission. He's giving you a task, all right? God wants you to be on the move for him. That's what it means to be sent. In Matthew chapter 20, when he said, go ye, God is telling you to go somewhere to do something. God is sending us, all right? So the Hebrew word for sent is shalak, which means to send someone away. So a lot of times God has to send us away from the things we are comfortable with, from the things that we are used to doing, all right, and send us to something new. That's what it means to be called. The call of God often means that you will be sent away from family, from friends, from things that you are familiar and you are accustomed to. Amen. All right. Number six means receiving grace from God. Hallelujah. Grace from God. You know what it means for God to be gracious to you? It means for God to be, so the, the Hebrew word for that is chen. It means graciousness, kindness, receiving favor, or becoming precious. Think about it. You can become precious to God. I knew somebody who had the name Precious. I said, what a name. What a nice name. Even though I wasn't a lady, I said, I like to be called Precious. Because <laughs> anybody, anytime anybody calls out your name, they're saying you're a precious person. Can you think about anything that's precious in your life? Anything that's special to you? What do you do with things that are precious? You keep them in special places, isn't it? You guard them closely. You make sure they don't get lost, isn't it? You can be precious to God. And that's what it means for God to call you. Amen. That's what it means. So receiving grace. When God calls you, God is going to extend special grace to you. Amen. It means God is being lenient. Lenient. You know, sometimes when you appear before a judge, you need the judge to be lenient. You need the judge not to hold everything that you have been accused of against you. You need him to... <laughs> it's, it's interesting how much power judges yield. You know that? 
because they're, 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 I mean, I'm just learning it this week that we have something what we call sentencing recommendations. <laughs> Isn't it? You know sentencing recommendations. You know sentencing recommendations can be lowered. <laughs> you can be given a range. For instance, they can say seven to nine years. We, we, we recommend. And then the, um, whoever can say, no, I want it to be halved, all right? But the person who has the last say is the judge. The judge is giving the recommendations based on, I mean, we've evaluated this person's case. The person has done all this good or all this bad or whatever. And based on whatever, prior, past, and similar cases, we think that he should be jailed for however long, all right? But it's up to the judge, all right? And God is going to be lenient. God is going to extend his grace to you. Amen? Amen. All right. Receiving a ministry from God is number seven. God is giving everybody a ministry. A ministry. All right? A ministry. So none of y'all junior ministries. <laughs> everybody has a ministry. All right? If you want, you can even go and build your website right now. None of y'all junior ministries. All right? Because God is going to give you something special to do. All right? A ministry. The Bible says in Colossians 4, verse 17, take heed to the ministry. Take heed to the ministry that which thou hast received. So we have all received a ministry. And the Bible says take heed. What does another version say for take heed? Pay attention to, be careful. See, see to it that you complete. Wow. See to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. Amen. Number eight, receiving a talent. God will give you a talent. Amen. We are all familiar with the uh, parable of the talent. What I find most interesting about the parable of the talent, he gave to one how many talents? Five, is it? And then to the next he gave two. Is it two? And the last one he gave one and we know what happened with the person who was given one talent. What happened? He didn't do anything with it. I think a lot of people are like the person with one talent. I mean, I'm just saying that on your behalf because when I ask you how much talent, most of us will say, I don't have a whole lot of talent, isn't it? I don't have a lot of giftings. I mean, there isn't anything special about me. Okay, there isn't anything special about you. That means you have probably not been given a whole lot. But let's not make the mistake of the person who had one talent, which was he decided not to do anything with it because he said it wasn't a whole lot. You know, but the reward that the number one and two people got was not because of how much they were given, but it's because of how much they had done with what they were given. Because their reward was the same. Both of them were told, well done. You have been faithful with what you have been given. So you can be faithful. We hope you have been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on our social media handles at QFC Houston North. Speak the word, speak the word, speak the word.